You are listening to Zero E Michigan with Carl Bloss and Larry Hudson. On this show, we try to explore and simplify what's happening with electric vehicles, energy generation, and zero emissions topics with a focus on our home state of Michigan. Together with our guests, we demystify topics related to driving electric in Michigan and how you can select, charge, maintain, and get the maximum value out of your EV. This podcast is sponsored by Consumers Energy and the Power My Drive program. Start your EV journey at consumersenergy.com slash EV. Welcome back to the Zero Emission Podcast. I'm Carl Bloss, and my co-host is... Larry Hudson. Today, we want to talk about EV etiquette. First of all, I want to address what is not EV etiquette. I don't want to talk about interaction between EV drivers and ICE drivers. Uh, that's a separate top topic, you know, uh, where people park their ICE vehicles in front of chargers. What I do want to talk about is how EV drivers interact with each other. How can we make life easier for other EV drivers? You know, Larry pointed out to me that Human nature says we're selfish for survival reasons, right? So you want to expand on that? Yeah, I was listening to this guy the other day, and he, he said, you know, like 98% of us are still operating off of this, you know, almost Neanderthal self, selfish. We had to be back in the day. But in modern times, probably since the 1900s, we don't need to be so selfish so we can check ourselves, you know. And, if you know, it's kind of interesting, 98% of people, are still operating, you know, off of this selfish desire to survive. I know I got to constantly, you know, check myself. I mean, yeah. you know, what, do what's I, my do motives I, here? Yeah. Do I really need this charge or can somebody yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's dive in. Um, so to me, one of the first things is communications with other EV drivers. So how do you do that? So there is something called an EV hang tag, or you can put a dash sign, you can put a handwritten note. Uh, if you're a Consumers Energy customer, we can actually mail you one of these, and I'll I'll put a link in the show notes about how you can get uh, one or two of these mailed to you if you're a, a Consumers Electric customer. It's a little sign that you can put your charge cable through at your charge port, um, or because they're not completely waterproof, you can put them on your dash. You can put them. I always try to put them in a place where somebody who's driving by the charger can can see uh, that hey, here's a message to another EV driver. So. What is it for? Uh, if you're opportunity charging, meaning you're at a charger that's free or low cost to you and you really don't need the charge, but hey, nobody else was there. Might as well get a few kilowatt hours while you're there. So you can put your phone number in there and the sign says uh, it's okay to unplug me, um, which we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, and the other side is please don't unplug me. So that one is good for hotel chargers where you definitely want the charge overnight. But you can put on there, hey, my car is going to be done charging at 2 a.m. So, you know, if you want to come out and unplug it, then that's what I would prefer. And, uh, you know, me being who I am, if I came second, I'd be like, totally go out there, set my alarm, plug my car into 2 a.m. It's better than not getting a charge at all. So uh, so I like that one. And and behind you, you're at a hotel. Yeah. And so, and so in, in this yeah. scenario, you would have to move your car or could the guy park over on the other side there? I think in this case, the cord, so behind me, for those in, on the audio version, I'm at a level two charger in a uh, at a hotel, and there's only one plug. And so there was another car that pulled up, and uh, so he could have pulled in the, the space next to me and actually still used the, the charger. Or there's another space on the other side that he could have done it. Now, 
Also, one other little piece of advice. If you're at one of those charges and you're the uh, the second or the third or whatever to show up, one of the things you can do is, especially if it's a free charger, pull up close enough so that another person could plug you in and leave your charge port open. Now, for Tesla drivers, it's a little bit of an issue because you'd also have to put in your adapter. Um, and then you could even leave a note like, hey, when you're done charging, could you plug me in or could you let me know? Here's my cell phone number. I've done that at a hotel and they, you know, they messaged me at five in the morning and said, hey, I'm done charging. And I ran out before breakfast and, you know, I didn't get an overnight charge, but at least I got a few kilowatt hours. Okay, good idea. So let's talk about PlugShare, uh, one of my favorite apps. It's an app and a web page that shows you where chargers are. But one of the ways you can use it as a power user is to check in. So you get to a charger and whether you're successfully charging or unsuccessfully charging, in other words, not charging, or just in general, you can leave a note on there. You can check in. And if you check in saying, yes, I'm able to charge, the rating of that charger actually goes up. And then for the next person who comes, they'll see when you're gone, or even if you're live there, it'll see, hey, somebody's charging successfully. So it's been successfully used recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you can also put notes on there. You can say, hey, what are some things nearby? Leave some comments. Did it work? Uh, you know, what app did you have to use to get it to, to work? Uh, did you have to jiggle the plug? Was there any damage to it? You know, what's nearby? If it's in a parking garage, what floor is it on? And then photos. Uh, one of my pet peeves is, you know, pictures of your pets and kids are fun, but they're useless. So take a picture of the surroundings and the landmarks so that people can see, oh, it's near a Walmart or it's near the elevator on this floor of, of the parking garage. So think about what would be helpful to others. And again, your kids and dogs are cute, but they're not helpful. Yeah, I like like this one here. You know, you got the Walmart in the background and I've been taking pictures, but I never thought about it the way you're thinking. It makes so much more sense. I would always take pictures just to show, hey, look, I, I, like my favorite place was in Kalamazoo at the Bronson Hospital. And so there were six chargers and, you know, it was cool when there was a the Porsche or a couple Teslas or whatever mm -hmm. sitting there. And so, I, you know, always when there was the newest model of something I could park next to and be charging. And yeah. and then I we're coming up to that, but just recently I was there doing my opportunity charging because I do have a built-in generator, but it is exactly 30 miles. I have a friend I visit there, so I go there, plug in, and I walk to their house, usually hang out for three hours, I get a full charge, and I can make it all the way electric home. And there were two of the new uh Kia. What's that new sporty looking thing? Is the it EV Kia? EV6 or the Ionic 5? Okay, one one of those. It's a good looking kind of a sports car. Probably. And there were two two of them parked side by side. And I think those guys unplugged me. I mean, I don't know, but my my the plug was unplugged and just put in the hand, you know. And I thought, what well, and then Carl mentioned that at the beginning here. Yeah. Don't un you know. Yeah, we didn't actually go there, but the, the the general etiquette rule is don't unplug anybody. And even if you think, and I've I've encountered this at a hotel. There was a plug-in hybrid that was plugged in and they were there all night. And I know full well that based on that vehicle and the power level of the charger, they were probably done charging in three hours. So I could have yeah, unplugged it, but yeah. it's just uncool. And and some cars even set off alarms. Yeah, you just shouldn't touch anybody's car. Do so at your own risk. Let's put it that way. 
my guess is those guys are like being tribal. You know what I mean? Get a real car that's all electric. Well, you know, the, the Volt has really worked good for me and a lot of other people. And, you know, I just really like the car. I haven't had the need to haul around another, you know, four or 500 pounds of battery, essentially, is right. Yeah, I know it's it's super useful even for PHEVs. My my daughter right now is uh, is able to charge near work, and it's a paid charging, um, but it's still cheaper than gas, and it prolongs the oil life and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, there's no reason why PHEV should not be able to have access to to charging power. It's the plug-in. That's right. Like the tribalness should be where anybody plugging in. We still need to you know support that and get that message. Whatever. However you can, plug your car in. Get a car that you can plug in. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah, and golden rule. If, if you wouldn't want somebody to unplug you, then don't unplug them. So then so let's talk about the yeah, broken chargers. So, ah. what, so what do you do? Um, you know, you can just drive away and find a new charger. But I would argue, you know, if it's on a, some kind of a network, if there's a phone number on it, call them up and say, hey, I can't get this thing to work. Or... The plug is physically busted. Um, a lot of the charging networks, right on their app, there's a feature to report a broken charger. If nobody knows about it, it's not going to get fixed. So you're helping. And like with plug, yeah, with plug share, put that up there because that way someone's thinking, oh, I'm going to stop and charge, you know. And you share, hey, I was here on the Friday yep. of the, you know. Yep, great point. The Fourth of July, and it didn't work. Like I know there's a bank that has a free charger in their parking lot by a grocery store I go to. And what happens to someone, it blows the breaker down in the basement. So they can't do anything about it until the weekend when their maintenance guy comes in and he's mm -hmm. got to go down and flip the breaker. Yeah. So I was at the consumers energy uh, service center up in Ludington and one of the two J plugs, you could see it had a red piece of electrical tape around one of the wires. And I tried using that one and it didn't work. So, you know, so the, then the, the tendency is, well, I'm just going to use the other one and I'm just going to drive right. away. So, yeah, you need to report that. So report it because, you know, come there could be a time when you show up and you're the second person that doesn't work. And then if it doesn't work, what are you going to do? And then I know that charge point, at least in Kalamazoo, was pretty bad on their maintenance. There were trouble with chargers. Yeah, but if, if so step one, if, if they don't know about it, they can't fix it. You know, what happens behind the scenes, you know, that's out of our control, but but we can report it. Right. Yeah. The rest of these are kind of like miscellaneous, and, and maybe we should just kind of speed round through these. Uh, so EV charging spots are not parking spots. So in other words, be actively yep. charging or pull out. Uh, even if it says, sometimes the signage says EV parking. Uh, don't park there if you're not plugged in and if you're not actively yeah. charging. You know? A little common sense, yeah. Right. Get in, get out. Others others need to charge. So it's not your preferential parking, even if the spot is like front and center. And, you know, anyway, just don't do it. Uncool. Track your charging progress, uh, either with the app for the car or the charging network, or if nothing else, take a note of what the car said when you first got out. It says, oh, I'm going to be done charging at 11 a.m. or whatever. And, you know, set an alarm. When you're done, come back, move the car. Um, so don't stay longer than you need to. Uh, along those lines, some vehicles come with unlimited free charging. So Electrify America, Volkswagen ID4s are notorious for this. Limit your charging. You know, maybe you don't need 100%, um, particularly if it's a heavily used station. Again, get right, the charge you right. need, uh, get out. And I know it's free is super powerful. 
So same thing at local free charging stations. I have one right by my house. And there are people there that are plugged in all night. And you know darn well that they're done charging way before that because there's no idle fee. So even if there's no idle fee, get the charge you need and and get out. Move your car. Right. Move right. your car. That's right. Cable and plug management. You know, just good housekeeping. Return the plug to its holster. Don't just drape it over the station or throw it down. It drape the cords in such a way to keep them off of ground. Some of them do have a spring return, but some of them don't. Uh, especially here in Michigan, winter, snow and ice, cars run over them. Uh, keep them in good shape. Be good stewards. Leave it better than you found it. Use the right power level. This often happens at Electrify America stations. Uh, they Some of them have different power levels. Some of them peak at 350 kilowatts. Some of the other stations in the same location will peak at 50. Some will peak at 150. So use the right cable for your car. If I drive my company Bolt EV, which maxes out at about 50 kilowatts, I will typically pick the the 150 because it's the highest power level uh, that will still get me the max charge. And then I know the Electrify America stations typically also have one charger that only has a Chatamo, which is the one that the Nissan Leaf needs. Now, I could use that because they all have a second plug that comes off the same station. So you either use the CCS or the Chatamo. But if you're using the CCS on that charger, the Chatamo can't work. So a Nissan Leaf can't plug there. So I will go to one of the lower power CCS only stations. So if a Leaf comes up, they can use that one. And then if you're not sure, I mean, maybe stick around. Don't leave the area, you know, grab a snack, something, stay by your car. So you can always move if needed. My wish is that the, you know, the Tesla North America charging standard will be adopted by everybody. Everybody will get their, their adapters and, yeah, you know, be just like gas cars have it, ice cars have it. Well, it's true, but we're going to have a new set of issues there. Don't park in such a way to take up multiple stations. So, for example, Tesla superchargers are designed in such a way that Teslas will back into them and all of their charge ports are on the driver's side rear. So if all of them are Teslas, they're all backed in. It's all cool. Nope. Everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's got their their charger. Fun fact, the older Tesla superchargers, the 150 kilowatts, they'll have stations 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B. Um, well, those numbers share power. So if you're a new Tesla driver and, you know, you'll see that the cars are typically spread out. You know, if there's somebody on 1A, 2A, 3A, and nobody on 4A or 4B, take one of the fours. Yeah. Don't go into 2B because <laughs> the person with 2A is now going to be sharing power with you. It's better for you, too, because you're going to charge faster. Yeah. If you don't have a choice. So that's another yeah. etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. Another etiquette thing that's Tesla specific. And it's also specific to the original V1 superchargers. The but new, next the new year, ones don't have when, that anymore. Oh, so yeah. next year when everybody can go to the Tesla charger, basically, this could well, be even a bigger problem. Well, it could be. So the, the next problem is some vehicles have their charge ports elsewhere and you could potentially park in such a way that you're blocking two stations. Right. So yeah. if you're coming in with a Volkswagen ID4, um, your charge port is on the right rear. So maybe you're going to pull into a station that a Tesla could use, but they can't get there now because you're blocking it. Right. So it's the plug is actually available, but they can't park there because now it's all parked up. So just be cognizant of that. And and similarly, 
I know at Tesla stations, there's typically at least one charger that's a head in. In other words, most of them are you back in, but there's one head in. And I've seen it where the entire supercharger was empty. And there's one guy that goes into the head in station. Those are for vehicles that have a trailer or have a bike rack or something like that off the back where they can't reach the cord in a back in spot. Um, and so I had to explain it to a guy who was a rental driver. And I said, Hey, um, look, actually I'm able to, because the rest of the supercharger was empty. I was able to pull up sideways to another one of the stalls and there were enough empty ones. that didn't matter. But I walked over and said, Hey, you know, those are actually meant for trailers. Like, Oh, I had no idea. So we could use some better signage, but just be aware of those head in spots are, are not just for people that don't like to back in They're They're actually, there's right. a reason for those. And we are seeing more pull through spots. And I'd love to see more pull through spots for trailers because we're seeing more of that. So just be cognizant of where you're parking and, you know, whether you're blocking multiple spots. What that brings. So what do you think? Is it five years out where gas stations are going to start? You know, they're not getting enough people buying petroleum there anymore. And they're going to start converting them over. And then that's when we're really going to have it nice because we'll just pull in. Right. They'll just change all the gas pumps into electric. And they'll be like drive through yeah, with awnings and. Is I, I think it's going to take years out. Yeah, it's going. I think it's going to take longer. But <laughs> I would just say, as the people who are designing those stations become more aware of these issues, and of course, if the real estate is available, you know, let's have more pull through spots. I mean, use the gas station model. It doesn't really matter whether in a gas station where you pull in with a with a trailer, an RV, or you know, right. a, a Ford Fiesta. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Um, and the, you know, there's the gas nozzle is on both sides so there should be a way to design it in such a way assuming you have enough space that anybody can can use any of the chargers and again spaced out so that if you are there with a trailer you're not blocking the charging spot behind you and i think it was robert luan did a, a thing you know as they are starting to convert which it seemed like they had one of their gas stations converted over already in yeah, london yeah, they're they're a total EV charging hubs. Yeah, and then it, everything that all the awnings are converted to solar, yeah. right? Because yeah, of course, I that's mean, smart. They can use that electricity, yeah. so there's just a win-win. That was really cool. Well, let's let's do some trash talk. I'm part of the Tesla Adopt the Supercharger program, oh, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know we had a separate podcast on that uh, with with Kelly Burt and Casey. Uh, so watch that if you if you're not familiar with that. Basically, adopt some of us get together, yeah. adopt the supercharger. And by the way, we don't just adopt the supercharger. For example, I'm part of the Muskegon group, so we'll go over and we'll go pick up trash as volunteers. And um, and you wouldn't believe the kind of stuff is there. You would think you know the kind of person that drives an EV is more environmentally conscious. They're not going to you know give a hoot, don't pollute kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm constantly picking up cigarette butts and uh, all this kind of stuff. So this that really goes without saying, but don't leave your garbage for others. You know, if you need to walk partway across a parking lot, um, then please do that or take your trash with you. Uh, right. You know, for as part of the Adopt the Supercharger program, we do put trash cans out there. We put um, squeegees with uh, washer fluid. But if they're full, you know, don't just put it next to it. Walk it over, take it with you, something like that. 
you know, again, leave the charger better than you found it. Otherwise, it's also going to reflect negatively on EV drivers. Yeah, it's really a cool program that Kelly and Bert are really helpful. They're running around all of them. And, and then, Carl, you guys spent the extra time to find that trash can with the squeegee, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you learn things. You got to put a brick in the bottom so that it doesn't fly away. And if a lot you can't, of people putting time in to, to make yeah. it nice. So. And and if you can't help, if you don't have the time, uh, you know, go to the Tesla Owners Club of Michigan. Uh, there should be a way to donate. Uh, we always have to buy our own supplies, you know, trash bags, um, this the washer fluid, all that kind of stuff. The some of the equipment breaks, the grabbers. So if you can't help out in person, you know, maybe donate a few bucks to that effort. And again, I think this is going to get better the more it's adopted. Look, this is the same as your gas station here. Tesla's putting these chargers in. Can we use the dumpster? Can we share some of the amenities? You know, yeah. And right? uh, the Tesla Owners Club has actually had a discussion with Meyer uh, because the Meyer stores are one of the biggest hosts of superchargers about, you know, look, guys, at some point when everybody starts using the NECS, you're going to have so much more traffic. You're going to need to treat this like a tra- like a like a gas station, and you know we're just not going to be able to keep up during the Electric Forest Festival here north of Muskegon. The Muskegon Supercharger. We were changing bags multiple times a day, and we just couldn't keep up because there was so much traffic. I mean, and that's what's going to end up happening when more people start driving electric. And the people are. Aren't just sitting in their cars. They're going into Myers or getting food. Yeah, they're spending money there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be, you know, put their signage out there, put their advertisements out there. You know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So along those same lines, if you take your dog for a walk, pick up after them. You know, I don't uh, like to pick up dog poop. Um, return your shopping carts. Some basics like that. Good stuff, Carl. All right, that's all I can think of right now. Uh, again, if you have any suggestions for other EV etiquette, put them down in the comments below. And I want to uh, uh, give a nod to Brian, my Tesla weekend. He always says, what do we miss? What do we forget? Comment below. <laughs> We're not going to call our listeners robots. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. If you enjoyed or learned from this episode of Zero E Michigan, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Visit our YouTube channel for other related videos at youtube.com slash at the number zero E-Michigan.